Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we began addressing the social justice movement over the last two weeks. And one of the difficulties of understanding any movement or philosophy is trying to sift through all of the relevant data in order to get to its essence, to its core. How do, we, how do we summarize a movement? Well, Nancy Piercy in her book, Total Truth, gives, in my opinion, the best tool uh, to quickly summarize any movement or philosophy. So this is what she says, essentially, that every, every movement has a creation account, uh, the what and why we are here. Every movement has an account of the fall or what has gone wrong with the world. And every worldview, of course, has to be able to explain the source of evil and suffering. And then thirdly, every movement has a redemption account, or how can we be made right again? Every worldview must have that vision for setting the world um, at peace. So on today's broadcast, I thought it'd be helpful to analyze the worldview of the social justice movement through those categories of creation, fall, um, and redemption. So let's just begin with the creation account of the social justice movement. How does the social justice movement account for, you know, basic human origins? Why are we here? What's the purpose of life? And um, so why don't we start there? And and by the way, just to to give you, I know that not everybody who's in this movement agrees with the creation account. What I'm really driving at is that... um, I'm asking the question, what does all the social justice movements have in common? Oh, okay. Um, well, the, the, we, we're talking about secular social justice. We're, if we're talking about um, the Marxist vision of social justice, sometimes called cultural Marxism, it begins with pure materialism, that uh, only, only the material exists. Uh, there is no God. If there is a God, he's, he's irrelevant. Um, and sometimes, um, you know, and there are religious versions uh, which bring God into the service of the social justice uh, vision um, as, as it's uh, interpreted and, and held. Uh, but basically, it's, it's materialism, that, that the material world is the only world that is real. Um, and it would say that the, the Christian vision of um, that we're created by God, we're created with a purpose, the whole Christian idea of invis- invisible spiritual reality, that we're surrounded by um, not only the presence of God, but the reality of Satan, the reality of heaven and hell, um, that these are all the Christian vision, that these are, these are very real spiritual realities. They're invisible, and yet they're very real. Uh, the, the, the social justice Marxist vision would say that's false consciousness, and that we begin uh, from the material, however you think we evolved and got here, uh, there was no God involved with it. There's no meaning other than what we give to it. 
And so then if you begin to Christianize that um, social gospel, um, cultural Marxism, what it would then begin to say is that, well, what is creation? Creation is all things in perfect equity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That the ideal, the creation was that um, there wasn't disparity, there wasn't inequality, there wasn't um, an oppressive group and, and an oppressed group. That um, So you can have, you know, if you want to try to, there are those that are going to try to Christianize. And so what's right. the... I mean, I don't want to go too far down this no. road, but yep. eventually then redemption becomes restoring yep. Eden right. as they've defined Eden by this, that what was best about Eden was the equality right. in the garden. Right. So let me just add to both of what you guys said. Both of what you guys said was great. I would just add this. Their creation account, regardless if you're an atheist social justice warrior or a Christian social justice warrior, it's totally arbitrary. I mean, okay, so what, what is the rule of sola scriptura? The Bible is the final authority. We don't bring our presuppositions to the Bible and tell the Bible what to say. The Bible corrects our presuppositions and tells us what to believe. And so this is a, a completely non-objective starting point, right? So um, if you're an atheist who happens to buy into the social justice movement, then the question is, is what standard do you derive your principles from? And if you're a Christian who buys into the social justice movement, then just ask yourself, is truth knowable and objective, or is each person's interpretation equally valid? Because, it, I mean, if Phil, if me and you disagree, and you're a you know, social justice warrior and I'm not, then mm-hmm. who's, the arb- who, who's the referee between us to tell us who has the right objective starting point? Uh, me. <laughs> right? Me, <yeah. laughs> exactly. But that's why it's so arbitrary. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the question is, is well, what makes your starting point the right starting point and my starting point not the right starting point? And what can you possibly say to that? Right. Well, and ironically, what we're left with is power. Um, if there's no objective starting point, if there's no objective truth, if there's no God who made us and with an intention and purpose, um, the social justice warrior, the cultural Marxist, will say that the oppressors are holding power or that any assertion of truth is is just an assertion of power. The irony is that if you adopt their worldview, there's nothing left but power. Yeah. And and the the ability of one group then to impose their view on on I mean impose their way on 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 others. Yeah. Okay. So then, um, you know, in in philosophy and and, and analyzing worldviews, there's what's called this uh, uh, coherence test. So how does a person's worldview cohere uh, to itself? So if, if the social justice movement doesn't have a lack, doesn't have an objective starting point, um, then how does it actually undermine itself? Well, then how do you, def- how do you define equality? Um, but you know, the, the, the social justice um, uh, worldview. If we, you know, if we were to take it to the next step beyond creation, the vision of creation is that the, the Christianized version, we're all created equal, and even the even the secularized version, you know, that that phrase is in our uh, Declaration of Independence. You know, we are all created equal and endowed by the Creator with certain inalienable rights. 
then that leads to, and, and by the way, I, obviously I accept that, and when nobody, we, we, all of us here in are, are in agreement with that principle, we are created equal. If then inequality becomes the chief problem with humanity, we, as you were, you were asking earlier, how are we created and then what's the problem? The problem, we were created equal and now we look around and we see inequality, then salvation becomes eliminating all inequality. And maybe I'm running a, a field here from That's where okay. you wanted to go, Josh. But, no, but in a lot of ways, the inequality itself is the cause of all sin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sin is not because it's within us. Sin is because of the environment mm-hmm. right. of inequality that has has been allowed to exist, air quotes, within society. Mm-hmm. So the fall in this scenario in, in a social justice or cultural Marxism is the 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 environment in which we live, which causes sin. Um, and so I don't want to go any further because we'll get well, no, to redemption. But well, you're exactly right that, that in, in the cultural Marxist view, sin is in society. Sin is in the structures of society. It's not in individual hearts. Mm-hmm. And, and if you doubt that this exists, I had a principal that I worked for that would often say to me, our students are basically good. All we need to do is give them the right environment and mm-hmm. they will thrive. Yep. Right. You know, <laughs> Phil, you had mentioned on a previous broadcast kind of, kind of the ideas of the 19th century. Um, and, and some of these ideas sprung from Germany. So you have Freud and Marx and Darwin. And all these men essentially had parts of the same worldview that they all subscribe to, but Freud especially. I mean, this affects everything, not just culture. It affects the way that we counsel and psychologize with each other because mm-hmm. Freud's basic premise of, of what's wrong with the world is oppression from without. Right. If you were just set free to be who you really are, right. then you would be okay. And that's why it's so dangerous for the church to adopt Freudian methods of psychology and counseling right. because it's a, an entirely different worldview. Right, yeah, the, the Freudian view is that every, and I, and I don't pretend to be an expert on it, but that every, every problem of the human personality is the result of repression. That we are, That's actually the curse for them. Yes, exactly. The curse is repression, and we are repressing who we really truly are. There's this inner essence that is good and uh, you know, worthy and uh, that's just been repressed and it just needs to be let out. Um, so in so many ways, alienated work becomes the curse, not our alienation from God. Mm-hmm. Right. And you could draw a straight line from that type of, um, you could draw a straight line straight from, from Freud and from Marx to the kind of victim ideology that we have today. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight, straight line. What, what's wrong with the world? Well, it's, it's all the oppressors. It's, it's not me. You, you give that example on air of uh, G.K. Chesterton, the essay. Oh, yeah. Uh, the great, uh, wonderful Christian writer, G.K. Chesterton, who lived late 19th century, early 20th century in England. Uh, Chesterton was once invited to participate. There was a newspaper in London was doing a series of essays under the theme, What is Wrong with the World? And Chesterton submitted a two-word essay, I am. 
that's a little bit humorous and profoundly Christian. Yes. Uh, that Chesterton was acknowledging, I'm the problem. My sinfulness, my brokenness, all, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Or as Psalm 14 says, there is none righteous. No, not one. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a built-in, although we don't always live into it, there is a built-in humility that comes with the Christian faith that recognizes along with Chesterton, I'm the problem. The problem is not unjust social structures, and even though those be a problem. But if we don't get to the root issue, we're never going to be able to deal with those social issues because you're just going to have corrupt and sinful people in charge. Mm-hmm. And and Phil is, is absolutely hitting the nail on the head that, that the fall did create um, – unjust social structures and unjust um, relationships and and privileged groups and all of those things that we've been talking about. Sin, that is all the byproduct of living in a fallen world. But that isn't the, the heart of the problem. The heart of the problem is that man rebelled against God's good um, creation and God's purpose for us. And it's only in our relationship with Jesus Christ, that that can be renewed. And so what's happening is that our sin created sinful situations and and, and societies and, and cultures and, and relationships. And what happened is instead of focusing on our sin, we started to focus on those sinful outgrowths from us. And as long as we focus on those, you're really still not getting at the heart of the issue. And the, the 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 negative effects cannot be solved by going down the ch- the chain to outgrowths. You have to get back to the original problem. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been listening to the gospel for life. If you've missed any of these broadcasts, just subscribe to the gospel for life. Also, we'd like to invite you to our conference coming up this year in November. Just go to ReformationBoise.com. You can find all the information about it. Our theme this year is In Christ Alone. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to ReformationBoise.com. We'll see you next time. 